<laughs> Hello? Oh, sorry, babe. I can't talk right now. I'm listening to high top flip flops. High top flip flops. <laughs> What's going on, everyone? Welcome to episode 80 of High Top Flip Flops, the first of, I suppose, many virtual episodes that we will be recording. As always, this is Krish, and I'm here with Navik. How you doing, man? Hey, it is. It's Navik. All right, and we're here, and we're back, and we're here to feed the streets. We're here to flood them with this new content, because this is a new podcast. That's right. That's right. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Tell them. Tell them why it's new. Tell them why it's new. It's new mainly because we not only decided to record one at this day at this time, Mm -hmm. but it's also new because you know we're back and we're better than ever. Wow. Okay. Drop the and Bryson Tiller line. Okay. Is that really? Yeah. Isn't that from, uh, is that Bryson Tiller? <laughs> Actually, he probably, he probably said that. That's what Something we're about being back at. and he's better, you know? Isn't that don't? Anyways, it doesn't matter. And you know, the thing is like that, like, let's be real, you know, the vibe is different. Like, yeah. This way. Because I like, I like to feel Chris. I That's like right. to, you know, give him a pat on the back. You I like know, to touch I like my to... boys, you know? Just give me a little... Yeah. You know, you got to touch Just one boy. of those, you know? Once, twice, 16 times. And I also want to say things and then see things that have no content, no value whatsoever, and then hit the soundboard mm. as well. Yeah, that's a that's a big that's a big miss, I will say. there There is some... There is a way around it, I will say that. But um, it does. It, there won't be a way for both of us to to have access to it, you know. Which is, I think, that was a big thing as well as you 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 hitting the soundboard when it was least expected, or you know, comedic time it plays a big part. But we can figure out a way. <laughs> it uh, it definitely does. It definitely yeah. does. I can say that. And also, okay. you know, I think um, I think something that I'll certainly miss, you know, about doing this in person. What you know, I'll say I'll look forward to doing you know, when we can kind of safely do this in person again is um, really feeling the like discomfort of our guests when you, uh, when you hit them with like, <laughs> when you hit them with like a one liner that they just don't expect, or you, you hit them with like a left jab that they, that they didn't expect. Yeah. Like I can't feel that on this. Yeah. Like, I can see it on their face, but that does nothing That's right for me internally, you know, because when you're sitting next to the person, you share their energy so when you say some a bullshit line, <laughs> you feel the bullshit in the air. That's right. Most importantly. 
And that's what this damn pandemic has taken from me. That's right. You know, um, but no, it's, it's done a lot <laughs> for a right. lot of people. <laughs> that's much worse. So truly, truly. honestly, like I got tested five times. Um, wow. Very grateful. I was negative all five times. Um, very, yeah, very lucky. You know, everybody around me, not everybody around me, but a few people here and there that and i was fortunate enough not to get it and yeah, you know gosh. for that for that i say thank you <laughs> <laughs> yeah same. thank, say thank you. you to my help <laughs> yeah, oh thank me thank me, thank me. okay yeah ultimately <laughs> um that's good chris let's get to the real stuff you know what i want to ask you go ahead you know what I'm here to say to you right now. Go ahead. Okay. Have you been? <laughs> Fuck off. Because <laughs> <laughs> I haven't spoken to you in the, since the last, po- last podcast. Because I only like to speak to you during the podcast. <laughs> that's right. So yeah. Contrary know, to uh, popular belief, we actually hate each other. Um, so. <laughs> We do this yeah. for our parents. It's like their, uh, it's their, it's their, it's their dying wish, you know, uh, <laughs> to, to, to see their son spend an hour and a half online together <laughs> twice a week or twice a month. You know, um, I saw. Sorry, I saw a trailer for a podcast, and the whole thing was, it would be a different celebrity saying, "Yeah, they need a podcast. You should get a podcast." <laughs> and trust me, nobody wants people to get a podcast. Even good podcasts, we don't want them. You oh know? my gosh. Because there's always people that just do not want to have an audio experience. <laughs> you know? And personally, you know, I'm a big audiophile. Mm. You know, so I love I love a, some good audio. I'm a, I'm a sound you know? guy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a real sound guy. Yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine a song guy. You know, you know they that song guy be adjusting, just constantly adjusting. Hey, is this at uh, 120 kpbs or is this 320? I just wasn't sure. I just I, I don't have my Sennheisers on today. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they hate beats, so they'll have like Sennheisers or some something you get a can of computers or a something. Clip shot, yo, a little clip, <laughs> clip shot. Whoa! <laughs> throwback. Shout out to Clips, man. Wow, clips. <laughs> that's very, very rare and very uh, deep. Yeah, like a short-lived Canadian uh, <laughs> audio engine, audio company. Um, but listen, to answer your question, Navek, um, I'm doing okay. You know, I think um, I'm. I'm glad that we're sitting here doing this. We're finally kind of kickstarting this for the year. It's wild to me, man. I think thinking about this podcast, thinking about what you just said, how you, how you. Uh, you saw a trailer for a podcast um it just goes to show uh, i i can't i can't help but think i think especially in the past you know o- almost a year in which we haven't recorded um i can't help but think just how how much podcasting has like evolved uh and kind of grown um and it's funny that you, you said that because it fu- it's funny that you said like you know not everyone <laughs> needs a podcast even the ones that we've heard um because i can't i can't lie to you man i definitely thought to myself in you know the past seven eight months like do we should we should we end this like 
is there a need for hot top flip-flops anymore because of just how many podcasts there are and you know um yeah i mean ultimately in in a in a positive way you know so much of what we want to do in terms of who we interview and um you know the voices and the stories that we 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 want to put out there you know a lot of, a lot of them are getting the platforms that they they deserve you know um because of how accessible to a certain degree podcasts can become and yeah just in the ways that it's evolved people out here making trailers you know the audiogram instagram posts uh like not only have we <laughs> have we never done any of that even though we've known it was there um it's very clear that like there's not only was benefits to that but it's also it's contributed to the growth of people wanting to podcast you know um did that ever cross your mind to be like yo should we dead it should we keep going you know yeah is that something that ever crossed your mind no it definitely has just because like even with this year like praying that we get our our vaccines by september mm. and everybody else gets it that we're gonna interview as well you know uh and i know that would be difficult and yeah, yeah we could do the we could do the zoom thing but to me it always feels a bit off you know yeah uh, and and you're you're waiting for people to speak and stuff like that and you do that in real life as well but it's more natural obviously in real life whereas this is like uh you know it feels more actually under pressure yeah when you're when you're like this it's mm. more easygoing i guess in person but you know we we can't this is what we we've been given all right we can't really change anything there that's right um, so yeah, i have thought about it you know because yeah. of that yeah no yeah. man uh, that's that's com- totally fair i mean that's oh, <laughs> it's ultimately why we didn't record i mean not to say the last year wasn't tough i don't think it's i think that's self-explanatory um but that was also just like that was a, a massive change i don't i mean i'm curious to know if you felt the same way but it was just a change i was kind of like unwilling to accept to be like oh yeah we're just going to transition to this remote uh this remote interviewing because so much of the allure of like doing the podcast the way we did was like we would meet people sometimes in obscure place like we'd meet them at like a Ryerson study room or like you know if a guest was comfortable enough to like invite us into their home you know that just like that plays such a massive part of how the the interview goes and what they feel comfortable speaking about you know like you said there's no lag um I I can't deny that like you know doing the zoom committing to doing the zoom interviews this year like i'm worried but like how how the energy will be if there's like a 10 10 a 10 second but like a couple seconds delay you know um of like jokes hitting or like someone like really really getting into a conversation um i think having known that like yeah there's just a lot more difficulties to some degree a little bit more preparation you know to be like hey you know is your internet good what kind of mic do you have what's the lighting like in your room you know um yeah i can't deny that like i'm just sounding like i'm just like i don't want to do the work but i mean on one hand yeah it's maybe that but on on the other hand it was also like just feeling like it was a it was a loss right i was in a in many ways it felt like we were kind of grieving like the fact that doing it the way that we did and like you know traveling around the gta to like record these is is just this kind of routine that we 
that we lost out on. Yeah, and also this break, or not break, but this uh, this pandemic really tests podcasters and really separates the podcaster from the person that tells people they're podcasters. Oh, because the podcaster would try to be like, let's figure this out. Let's try to keep recording. Let's keep this thing on going on the show. And I'm not saying that we (laughs) were the other thing because we've been in the, we've been in the game. It's more, it's more or less because podcasting still new. What'd you say? It really started in like 2010, maybe. Yeah, right? you have you have the people who are like doing podcasting before the like in the early 2000s. In 2010, definitely popped off the 2010s, and I feel like 2020, definitely podcasting became massive. A lot more money going into it. A lot more money going into it in the 2010s. But yeah, you're right. It's it's been less than. It's probably been less than 30 years of it. You know, still quite in its infancy. Yeah, when do we come in the game? 2016, we've been in the game <laughs> early. Right. That was early because when did Spotify even drop? When did uh, you know Apple Music, when did the streaming services come into play? Like probably 2016, right? So 2014, 20, I think I looked this up just the other day. So Spotify was created in 2009 and it only became available for Canadians like widespread in 2014. Mm-hmm. And then, and even then in terms of podcast distribution, um they were like originally just like hand selecting the the best kind of podcasts and only in the past two years have they not even only in the past year or so you know by purchasing like anchor which was like a major uh podcast distributing platform have they now made it easy for for anyone and everyone to kind of put it put it on there right and i think yes like the itunes podcast app google play soundcloud etc these platforms have always made it pretty easy but people wanted on the, the big platforms, right? So getting that cosign or, or getting those companies to kind of be like, all right, we're, we're making it this accessible now. It definitely is a signal, right? And it's only going to lead to to more people doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 No, you're, you're on the ball there. But uh, with all, uh, you know, podcasters from the people say their podcasters thing, it's people <laughs> who came in the game maybe in 20... 19 mm, okay. you know and then hit the pandemic and then had to and then stop and left <laughs> i see right? you know we did take a break but we're coming back we're here you know? that's right even if we're going to do one episode a year <laughs> for the next right. 10 years keep the account alive man yeah let's do one episode catch them up right you know right because they'll have a lot to talk about it's true <laughs> every year <laughs> hey what'd you do last year <laughs> yeah yeah exactly <laughs> um, but no man no i i uh the way i see it is like this year you know we got what 40 something weeks ahead of us um this is episode 80 you know i think we always wanted to see through to episode 100 which i think is a is a massive achievement so let's let's try and aim for it a lot of cool people to still talk to a lot of great interviews to still host we now have a a cheeky excuse to try and reach out to in international folks you know people who don't necessarily oh, live in gta that's true and uh you know so let us know you know if you're watching this on youtube or 
<laughs> I never do this correctly, you know? Uh, let us know. Where, however, wherever. There's someone, you know, that uh, isn't necessarily from Toronto or from the GTA. It's got a neat story. Makes some cool art. Let us know. We'd love to uh, to explore them. I can't, I can't deny it. that's something that I definitely stopped doing when we took a break from the podcast was just like exploring, you know, new artists or neat stories that are kind of coming out and people, not to say that, like I was completely removed from the world, but um, yeah, obviously just thinking about the onslaught of news we not only received, but just the heaviness of it, you know, from last year and into this year too, I definitely was just like, man, I'm almost okay not learning about new stuff right now including mm -hmm. you know the things that i enjoyed a lot yeah and also you would you said uh with the uh the global aspect of this i do not want to speak with anyone from great britain anywhere <laughs> from uk everywhere else definitely i don't want to hear the accent this year okay okay I, a lot of people you're dissing right now man we've had enough all right we've had <laughs> It's too much. Okay, hold on. Where, where, did, where did this stem from? What do, you, what do you guys have so far? Uh, what's that show? Uh, you guys got ITV over there or something? <laughs> like, stop. <laughs> channel 4, bro. Shout out Channel 4. Yeah. Damn. Okay, where did this, where did this, where did this hatred stem from? This came out of left field. I wasn't prepared for this. I don't know. The whole thing about them being six hours, what, later than us? Yeah, I kind of annoy boxing. <laughs> like, catch, you know, let's start at the same time. All right. You're about um, to say catch up, but then you're like, oh, shit, you're ahead. <laughs> Never mind. I don't want us to catch up because that would mean us doing actual work. <laughs> I don't want that. Just chill a little bit. <laughs> Let the time start at the same time. How about that? Okay. Um, also, I just, my brain can't take another in it, <laughs> you know? Oh, okay. I just don't want it, you know? To our UK listeners, I just want to uh, put a PSA and say, this is out of pocket from Navek. Um I, I'm still trying to get to the bottom of who hurt him. What happened to him? What, yeah, what happened? Who hurt you? Actually, you know what? I don't think I know many people from the UK <laughs> to begin with. Maybe it's like six under okay. four okay. people um but i think there's actually a couple cool people over there oh yeah uh, like two this guy two out of the whole thought. two out of the whole thing you know yeah. um it's pretty good but yeah no um portugal shout out portugal shout out argentina shout out Malaysia, mm -hmm. shout out, um, shout out everybody coming from Jackson Hole, China. <laughs> so Do you know about that? I don't know about Jackson Hole. You know, there's a hole in China. There's, you know, Jackson Hole. Is it, is it even Jackson Hole in Wyoming? I didn't know this. Okay. Jackson Hole is like a town in Wyoming. Oh, wait, is Wyoming a state? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And uh, they took Jackson Hole, and then there's a whole Jackson Hole in China where it's all outside and um, animals and I think leaves, grass, 
you know, it's exactly <laughs> when you think of Wyoming naturally, it's okay. there. So it's kind of an interesting thing, you know, they, they create these communities to replicate, you know, Western society and vice versa, probably. Yeah, you know, I don't know what's going on in the States. They're Beijing and Arkansas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's probably a Beijing in Arkansas. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, exactly. For sure. I love when you're like, oh, it's naturally the same. You're like, oh, it's the whole outside. I'm like, oh, yeah, because there's no nature in China. Yeah. Actually, yeah. I don't even, I don't, do I even know what anything about China? You know, all I know about China, you know, I know. What's that? I know that, um, Shout out to Victor. He would go to China and there would be these uh, pretty much malls, but, you know, these little shops on mm-hmm. top of one another, hundreds of little shops mm-hmm. next to each other. And then you can bargain with them. Mm. Um, I think majority are fakes, but they have like real stuff Lots and stuff. guys on YouTube that do that. Oh, you know, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. They go there and they go for the sake of bargaining. I spent 250000 on fake Yeezys. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and uh, Victor would force me to watch those videos like years ago. Mm. I was find it interesting, but I mean, not not for me, but you know, interesting thing for other people to do. Yeah, a little content, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, sorry, why did we bring up Jackson Hole? I was saying giving shout outs, and then I shouted out Jackson. Oh, uh, Jackson Hole, China. China. Jackson Hole, Wyoming. Not at all. Okay. Not the other one. Okay. Um, you know, shout out to anyone from the UK listening as well. <laughs> I think Nivek's just, you know, I'm going to speak on his behalf and say it's not personal. Um, yeah, the two or three of you that he said he likes, you know, you're probably the people who listen to this podcast. <laughs> That's what we'll tell ourselves anyways. Yeah. yeah. I think Nivek also just wanted to start the year off with a beef, you know. I think we just need that little bit of spice in our life. Um, is that fair to say? yeah ultimately don't take any of this seriously just because i'm i've been i've been stuck been a you know i'm trying to man. i'm trying to get out of this rut you know so naturally i'm just throwing ideas at a board seeing which one sticks so <laughs> <I'm just swatting. laughs> yeah so what did i try so far i tried jackson hole <laughs> it missed the board i tried the uk hate um stick stuck you know a little bit but i don't want that there okay because there's like a couple cool people out there there's you know shout out r.i.p amy winehouse Mm. um from there that's the first yeah yeah i'm trying to think who else is really out there yeah no one fire (laughs) 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 like incredible incredible this guy <laughs> like um, think of anyone else fk twigs mm-hmm. okay she's fire um i uh, like heady one no, i'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> okay. i'm kidding, I'm, kidding. Uh, um, I'm trying to think of names at this point yeah, but okay. no let's yeah. let's stop with that it's just like, okay. they're actually a good good people and we actually share a bean liking you a know, what? Uh, liking to beans oh oh yes so the baked beans they did the breakfast thing i did the snack thing right. you know it's like <laughs> it's like every kind of meal thing for the bake 
Yeah, you know, we're, we're almost country cousins. I mean, hey, listen, we, you know, we got colonized by the same people too. Still, uh, still got ties there. So I was going to say shout out to them for that, but no shout outs for colonization. Um, let's, uh, let's talk about the, the, the rut that you mentioned though, because man, you know, the year's been a rut for sure. I feel like the year started out a little, a little hectic for you too. Um, tell us a little bit about your Marvin Gaye incident. Yeah. So man, this is something I sh- I should, or I have in common with the late, great Marvin Gray. <laughs> <It's in> gray. <laughs> <laughs> the Marvin Gray. It's the guy yeah. I used to work with. <laughs> Marvin Gray. <laughs> It was a great account. You know, I work with, you know, Marvin Gray. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> um, I got RIP, first of all, Marvin Gaye. You know what's going on? Classic straight slappers. He was making in 1970. Mm-hmm. The enti- I think 60, I think he might pass away in 1975. Maybe very wrong. He might have passed away in the 80s. Or, <laughs> but, <laughs> in the 2000s. I think he may have passed no. last year. We should look, he's the GOAT, you know, shout out to him. But I'm saying there's something common because he was unfortunately murdered by his father. Mm. And my father tried to murder me in early January. Yeah, let's talk about this. Yeah, I won't go into some details, definitely some petty details involving computer knowledge. Mm. Um, and... It ended up going to, you know, he probably had some frustration built up because I want you to know, like, you may think like you have no haters at all and you live a free life, but there's someone always thinking about you in a hateful way. Mm. It's very weird, personally, Um, you know, but my dad asked me to move my car. My car is parked behind his car, you know, one of those driveways where it's one car after the other. Mm -hmm. And as I was getting into my vehicle, the 2011 Toyota Matrix that I actually was fortunate enough to cop in 2020, because my old vehicle was almost garbage and I sold it to Victor (laughs) for about a very low price. (laughs) Some may call a big steal. Um, Mm. No, it's not, though. It was under 500, and it was definitely worthy of the price due to the condition that I put it through. Um, Condition meaning, you know, two people hit me with that car. That's right. Uh, But, sorry, back to what happened. So, 2011 Toyota Matrix, you guys know how I feel about that, you know, that type of car. I'm in the car three seconds into it. My... My father bought, reverses his car right into mine. Oh my God. And I also thought it was a quick job. So I also took a cup of tea. And I was drinking that while I was going out, and the tea flew everywhere. Oh my gosh. A disaster in the entire car. And he did this, you know. And then what's hilarious, though, is he did get out of the car. He started screaming, you know, fuck you at me for some reason. But he did. You know, somebody reminded me, <laughs> do you remember that drop that, I don't know if you still have that, but the bloody fuck you drop? I do remember that drop. Like, I always thought that was funny because I didn't think that was possible to hear in real life. Right. But I heard it in real life. Damn, man. You know, by my own father. 
And what happened after that was, you know, I just drove around, chilled, grabbed a KFC chicken sandwich because I wanted to try it. You know, the mm. competitors with Popeyes had to give it a go. And I also shared it with some friends, the story. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of interesting because the story was, you know, to the average person, extremely traumatic. Right. Uh, but then I explained it like it was a funny story to some friends. You right. Know? And then it gave me a great idea. How can I flip this into some content? <laughs> no. Okay. And you know what I'm doing? One of my uh, friends um i haven't pitched this to him yet but <laughs> okay the pressure's pitch on him. right now pitch right now go ahead <laughs> the pressure's on him because this is going out soon all right guy in you need to because he's he films a lot of short films writes them mm-hmm. and then films them himself um has all the professional work he's been doing it for years as well so i have to give it up to him i hope they'll allow me to write this treatment mm, okay. for him to have to shoot we should write it together okay and how it's gonna go it's gonna be i'm i'm playing the dad so i'm gonna be playing my father oh wow and then we're gonna have to find somebody to play me some real honey boy shit it is it is and so i would play my dad and then i would be all angry because i can perform it well i could yeah and then it goes from the character playing myself to being frustrated in the moment to later telling it as a funny story to like his boys. And mm. then it being one of these things that makes you think mm. like you really got to think to get right, this. Right, 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 right. You have to deep like, it. Like this is not, this is not no, uh, the big short, you know, <laughs> this is not a, it's not Roma. It's not Roma. <laughs> it's not Roma. <laughs> <laughs> it's not it's not aroma it's it's the whip <laughs> it's it's called the whip uh, oh my god but uh oh my gosh guy take some time when you when you listen to this don't shoot it down immediately. <laughs> Maybe go have a glass of water on your on a balcony. Sip like it slow. True. Think about it. <laughs> Thoroughly think. You gotta it. deep it. <laughs> yeah. You gotta really think. Oh man, right. can we? Can, hey, fa- uh, fans and viewers, can we stop thinking this year. <laughs> <laughs> stop thinking. No more. Th- no more thought. No more thought. No more thought. Just content. Okay. No more thought. Just, just give it to me raw. Okay. <laughs> I don't want your thoughts being sieved. We're going through like a sieve, like you're pouring some milk that you just boiled. Okay. You know, you're just pouring your thoughts. I just give you the milk. Right. Raw, nasty, and real. Unpasteurized. <laughs> um. What do you have to say about that, Chris? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we found the, episode, the title for this episode, first and foremost. Um, two, I um, I think it's wild that you experienced that. I mean, I think we've we've talked about it a little bit before. Not really on the podcast, but just uh, 
I mean, something you mentioned to me was like just thinking to yourself, like, how can a person have that much anger like built up inside them? You know, um, yeah, it's like, um, it's well, it's it's always a bit scary, particularly when it's when it's in your own home or like in your own circles. Um, and I think with parents or like even people a little bit older than us too, the like, not the scary part, but the part that like you ultimately have to to a certain degree kind of like accept even that is like a strong thing to say but it ends up being like something you have to like you have to embrace to a certain degree is like seeing a seeing a change in that person is out of your control um so like how you move forward from there needs to happen like regardless of them changing because the like the probability of that is like very slim right <laughs> also can i say this yeah. Uh, to the people that said their advice was, oh, why don't you talk to him? <laughs> Thank you. Oh, my. Are you a therapist? Did you go to school for several years for this type of knowledge? Thank you, you <sighs> genius. Oh, my goodness. Such a good idea. Whoa, I didn't think of that at all. Speech uh, oh, was not even. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. What have I done for the past 26 years of my life? Yeah, seriously. And, and I'll, for real though, you know, sometimes when you're faced with this type of solution, this type of problem, the the solution is something drastic. Mm. You know, the solution has to be something drastic. In this case, you know, I'm fortunate enough to hopefully, well, I should be in a couple months by March. I'm looking to move it out. Yeah, man. You know, yeah. um, shout out to Savitan. Savitan, you better hold your end of the bargain, bro. <laughs> Cause I need you. No, no, I'm kidding. No, there's no pressure. Obviously, if you can't, then I'm gonna have to get the dolo, the dolo spot. <laughs> no, bad. But ultimately, what I want is a pot house. Mm. You know, most men, ever since they were children or boys, they had this dream of potting. You know, with other men. That's right. In the comfort of their own home. Mm-hmm. And um, I never had that. Mm. And now I will, and you know, Krish will be able to come over. It'll be um, a COVID-free space, so there's no COVID allowed. Right, right. right. If you have COVID, you can't get in. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, good to know. Thanks, man. (laughs) It's real safe. (laughs) Oh, by the way, can I say this? Because yeah, this happened like last. So uh, I'm talking about something that happened last August oh, or shit. July because we didn't even pause this last May. So I guess it's true. But um, my maintenance landlord gave him COVID. Jesus Christ. You know? And he got to, COVID. Uh, to, to those who are new to listening, Maine is a friend of the show, a good friend of Navik's. He moved out uh, probably around that time, maybe a couple of months beforehand. And wow. Yeah. Can you imagine? And you know what he, you know the funniest thing is? That's not even the wild part. The funny thing is he sent him a text and he said, we're, don't worry, we're in this together. <laughs> oh, Some <my>. bullshit. Like, <laughs> yeah. Wow. You know, when you, you know when you say, the, like, come and drive into Toronto and it says, welcome to Toronto, we're, we're in this COVID-19 thing together. Some mm-hmm. bullshit like that. Mm-hmm. He just took it from that damn Copy Copied and pasted, it, yeah. And said, in the, how dare you say that? How and dare offer, you? like, rent off or something i was about to say like, how dare you say that and then follow-up text is hey just fyi rent is doing two weeks <laughs> like 
basically it was like one of those texts oh man the landlords hey if you're a landlord like message us and maybe you'll be a guest because i want to know how you guys think yeah you That's evil snakes point. i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> Uh, sorry, we gotta, you. we gotta talk about it. No, no, no. It's 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 a very good point because uh, there's, yeah. I mean, it's hard not to to. It's hard not to feel like you can't be a an ethical landlord. You know, mind you, I'm sure there are good ones. Um, but I want to know more about how you be a good landlord, and yeah, how that becomes more widespread for sure. Um, but I'm excited, man. I'm excited for you to kind of enter that that chapter of your life, man, living, living, having a space of your own kind of ridding yourself of, you know, these very challenging and, and kind of fr- extremely frustrating relationships. Um, and, um, and yeah, man, having, having a space for the pod. I mean, that's really tertiary to, <laughs> to everything else we've kind of spoken about here, but, um, but no, hey, man. Man. it's, it's going to be good. There's going to be uh, I have a setup of the furniture in mind. Oh, I see. On, I'm buying, I'm getting a lot of chairs, Okay. a lot of comfortable chairs, a nice coffee table, big coffee table, nice. you know, to support that. Um, definitely considering that. And I also have to say, it's not all easy moving yeah. out. No. It's not all, you know, cause I want to do it just so, you know, have friends to play games, you know, in my living room, mm-hmm. cook dinners, you know, I want to make pasta by hand mm. for people. It's not all that good stuff. Some nights I'm really going to have to cook and like yeah. some Mr. Noodles combination. That's right. You know, whereas I could be at my mom's house and she can make me like she, she could have a meal. It's you true. Know, ready. It's true. But I'm, I'm choosing this because I'm choosing my sanity at the same time. I'm choosing, I'm putting my mental health above everything. That's right. Unnecessary. And, and I do get it. I'm in the position to do that. You have to, like, I'm 26. Mm. You know, realistically, I wanted to do this when I was 20. Right. You know, because uh, this is not new. Like, this is the worst it's gotten with mm. my dad. And that's, I was, you know, that happened this year. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe if it happened, if it happened like much earlier when I was like 21 or 22, it would have been tougher. I would have probably left at that time, but it would have been much harder right you know it's uh it's it is interesting because uh you know i tell people because it was my plan to move out we were thinking about moving out around march april last october wow okay i've been i've been telling people you know we're thinking about getting out and they're all like no you need to you know put that money for a down for um for a one million dollar home in bowmanville (laughs) 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 real like they're really like, oh, you need to get that. And it, even in Bowmanville, it's probably at like 600000 and I would never want to live there. But yeah. regardless, I'd be like, yeah, that's, that's, you're not wrong. Like, it's always, it's always better to purchase than, than rent. But, you know, my situation's whack. Yeah. And then, and then I tell them about this, and they're all like, yeah, you know what? If you need help, I'll help you, you know, find a spot or whatever. Mm. And they all mm. immediately understand right after this. Yeah. But it took, you know, this big uh, moment. Right. Yeah. And it kind of gets frustrating too when it's re- like it has to reach an extreme, right? It has to reach an extreme for before someone says, okay, yeah, I think that's a that's a good idea, you know? 
Mm-hmm. Um, cause I, I think that's also, that's also internalized for ourselves sometimes too, but I, I think it's not just as black and white as I like, go. Oh, yeah. You know, j- just because things got really bad, that's why I'm going to do it. It's also like what you, what you said too, like you have to be in a position financially to be able to like make that leap. Um, you have to like be, be prepared, uh, not just mentally, but like you said, like, you know, living on your own is, is very different from having a family support or, or just living. Yeah. With living with people who've kind of provided or, or played the role of like, you know, caregivers or caretakers in our lives. Right. That's a lot. Yeah. It's a, it's a lot to, to get used to. And I think you raise a good point, right? Like, yeah, think about it. If you, you know, if it was, you know, 21, 22, uh, that would have been around when we first started this podcast too, right? You think about who you, who you were as a person at that point. I mean, even just thinking to myself, who I was as a person at that point, I was fortunate to live on my own, well, live with roommates, but live away from family for a few years. And like, I look back and I'm like, damn, there's, I didn't fare that well, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, I didn't. Um, I, I definitely struggled with routine. I struggled with like uh, staying on top of things by, by far, like, yeah my 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 third and fourth year of while at university were my, absolutely my poorest academically as a result of like just not having my my shit together and not not having like the very kind of like essential things set out for myself like eating properly like getting a good sleep cycle in feeling like you know i i, I covered all my basic needs which you know i'm sure you know now at the age of 26 you having you know, learned as much as you have about yourself, having like focused as much as you have and just turn in terms of like feeling like you can regulate yourself a lot more and, you know, like learning how to cook shit and uh, just taking more responsibility for, for yourself financially as well with your car and things like that. Um, it adds up. It, it, it makes the transition feel less daunting. You know, it's, it's not everything all at once. Yeah. And, you know, you do make a good point with the, you know, you moved out at 18 and uh, I wasn't built for that. Mm. I don't think I could have done that successfully where I moved out right at 18. Like that is asking a lot mm-hmm. out of uh, out of a kid. And and a lot of you did well, like you adjusted so fast. Right. But a lot of a lot of people had a tough time. And that makes sense too. definitely. Definitely. You know, like I think I wouldn't have even like maybe until I was 23, 24, when I was feeling like, yeah, OK, from here on, I could potentially leave and still be okay. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. just be okay in every aspect. Other than, other than um, financially, it's every other aspect as well. Right. Right. Yeah. It, mm-hmm. it is like, a, it, it is a big leap. I, I think uh, it is a big leap. And obviously, you know, if you're understandably, you know, if you're in a position where like, Yeah, I, I want to think about what I'm going to say because it's never just like, oh, yeah, when you're like comfortable or safe. Because, I'll, I'll, you know, in the situation you've described with your dad or, you know, in, in situation that we, you know, people that we, we know who are close to us or we love or um, have experienced too. It's like home isn't always like the, the most like conducive environment for like comfort or like feeling cared for necessarily. But like we can still have those basic needs met, right? It's like, yeah, I got a bed to stay. I've got food here, access to a car, laundry, internet, et cetera. Um, maybe, maybe there's one person in the household who you kind of feel comfortable interacting with, maybe not, but you have those, like those basics kind of covered. Right. Um, 
making the like leap to like do that all on your own is definitely hard if you don't feel yeah you have the agency to be like yeah i can kind of take con- control of my life in this way um especially if it's like i want to be careful about the words i use here but especially if it's like you don't have to have to leave your your home scenario you know if it means that like you know you can draw boundaries about who you interact with in the home or when you when you're in the home with other people etc you know if it's not the case where your your life or your health is kind of like in immediate danger understandably you know you, you people are 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 gonna stay put right because like you said there's there's not only financial burden i think especially in the past year my god um that's just a, a challenge in and of itself to do right yeah. um but it's also like yeah it's a big leap so when you when you have that place um you you may yeah it it makes it a lot harder to kind of make that jump right mm. yeah most definitely and that's where my you know my new family experiences will probably be you know, mm-hmm. things I always wanted to do, but I was kind of unable to. Yeah. In my my past, well, the past places I lived at, mm-hmm. I'll say. Mm-hmm. You know, because there's a big difference between a house and a home. You know? Yeah, man. It's very and, true. Yeah, and I, I look forward to that. And most importantly, I look forward to the damn classics we're going to make in that damn mm-hmm. house, you know? That's right um you know we're gonna i'm not kidding like we're gonna like first day we're gonna probably record oh okay okay first day in like gotta go first day in pod okay also just let me count and finish no i might be coming back wow that's very exciting that's very exciting yeah uh because a friend um you know friend of the pod janish uh is moving out of his spot in right next to my old high school wow uh, <laughs> kept it close the thing is it's an yeah it's a nice spot the rent is good two parking spaces and the, the location is you know the food central you know you're, you're in food central right there you're in um central for all your boys you know because right. trust me all the boys live at mccown and finch shout out Albert campbell like, Shout out Millican Park. They do, for real. Right. And I might make my my return there. And I expect a red carpet. I'm gonna. <laughs> <laughs> I expect. Wow. You know that rolled out for me, and I maybe a nice edible arrangement. Mm, okay. Uh, Talk an edible arrangement or edible arrangement. You know what? We're we're looking at fruits because okay. also this year for snacks, I'm only eating fruits. Wow. Okay. I'm keeping it real with everybody. Yeah, Navik's really on his. Uh, he got that Pharrell Pharrell skincare routine and uh, fruit and water only diet, positive vibes only. Uh, yeah. Is is that really that? <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. I don't know. It makes sense. I don't know. Yeah, damn. That guy, Pharrell, he looks good, man. <laughs> he's, he's got he's, incredible skin. He's 47. It's, yeah, 
and but we also have to realize he's a million he's a millionaire celebrity so it's not like he doesn't have quick access to looking good at 47 yeah yeah yeah. he'll definitely still hit you with the like hey just drink water and positive vibes only you know (laughs) yeah my skin's so clear well he says the exfoliating he exfoliates a lot Mm. but like i mean it's possible but yeah you know he also has like once you make the grind and beat, I feel like you have like eternal life. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's right. You know, it's like you know once you make certain things or do certain things, like for example, when Playboy Cardi and Whole Lot of Red, mm. like once you make something that changes every like the economy, then you know what I'm saying. <laughs> I don't know why I said economy. You rock the stock markets. Yeah, there's a there's a correlation there. There is uh, some somewhere there, but um, Krish, I want to know how you've been, what you've been using to kind of handle, you know, how you how you've been the past yeah. few months. What what you've been watching, listening to, doing? Fair man, this this is yeah, good question. Um, I've uh it's funny to to at the start of I think I talked we talked about this in the the last episode we did um but definitely was like a lot of just rewatching or or listening to things that I had already listened to because it was a source of comfort to uh listen or experience something that was familiar right mm-hmm. um I think I I was you know I something that I try and do every year is create monthly playlists and you know at the end of the year kind of look back on them um on Spotify and Spotify wrapped is always a bit funny because it just exposes you for all the junk that you <laughs> listen to more than it, more than other oh, stuff. Yeah. But, um, but doing this, doing this, uh, doing this is always like a fun way of kind of like going back and, and checking out different artists or different sounds that you kind of like listen to in the year. Um, yeah, I think this past year I like re- really enjoyed like a lot more, um, like electronic production. Um, yeah, I, I think, I don't know, on, on top of what I would regularly listen to, I just really fell in love with this artist named uh, Floating Points, um, who's a, a British uh, <laughs> like electronic producer. Um, but yeah, just like, just make some really, really incredible music um, with ton of ton of different influences, kind of wrapped up all into one um yeah I, I would say he's still someone that i'm kind of like listening to as as time passes but no i um i don't know i think i like struggle to even look back on 2020 and be like oh yeah what were the major releases that like i really enjoyed um i don't want to say it's hard to hard to think about them because there are tons out there but um yeah i i feel like i can't deny especially with music it's just kind of like I'm just kind of rolling. I'm doing my best to, to like explore new stuff. Um, maybe I haven't been digging hard enough, but yeah, I, it's maybe not, I, I haven't been finding music that's like really sticking with me in a, in as large, like an abundance um, as maybe years past. And yeah, I don't know if that's from a, from a shift in priority or, or, or maybe even just like, yeah, feeling discouraged from doing it or something um but 
yeah, one album I've been listening to lately um, is this old album actually by um, by this group called The Edge of Daybreak. Uh, it's an album called Eyes of Love. And um, yeah, it's a wild story. It's funny. Um, Sam Shepard, so the floating points, um, he did one of those Amoeba uh, What's in My Bag videos from like oh, yeah. uh, several years ago. And in that video, he pulls out this record and um he just kind of starts talking about it they didn't even play any of the music from the from the actual record but i was just so blown away by the story um it's a it's this group the edge of daybreak they recorded one album um and all of the the band members are actually inmates at a at a baltimore like high security prison um and they recorded this album in one take um at the prison um they had like a so in the prison itself, um, there was um, like a like a band room, and mm. it just so happened that a bunch of different musicians who were all incarcerated at the time they would just kind of get in there, and it was very clear that a lot of them had like funk and jazz and, and gospel influences, um, and they got together and they started jamming together, and then they started writing songs, um, and they actually got to practice their songs as a part of their community service they went to uh like seniors homes and and care homes and they would play their music um so much that they just like practice it so much and one of the the vocalists he had a, a connect or you know he had someone that he wrote to outside of jail who you know had a recording studio and such um, and they basically figured out a way to kind of make the recording studio mobile and kind of bring it to mm. the the prison um and yeah just due to the fact that you know the obviously you know, prisons being prisons, uh, they were, you know, super strict about it. And they're like, all right, listen, you only have this like, you know, four hour window kind of deal. Um, and they cranked out this eight song album in one take, every song in one take. Um, and it's incredible. It's like these, you know, these like really kind of like beautifully written, like some upbeat, some slowed down, um, like love songs. And, uh, you like when you listen to it it's just really fun uh and, and really upbeat but um you know when you think about the context of like the fact that these these men were all incarcerated when they like put out this music it adds this like layer this like little layer of like kind of sadness when you listen to it you know just being like damn like these songs are, are really beautifully written first of all and just kind of like hearing the passion behind it and and hearing the energy behind it it makes you um yeah, it just makes you think like, oh, you know, like, uh, what if, what if these men were free? What if they had the chance to like tour yeah. and play this music and like really get the rotation that it deserved? Um, one of the songs off the project, it made it onto like Baltimore radio and it was like, it was a song of the summer and, um, they were all still incarcerated when, when it was like popping, you know, and mm -hmm. it's just kind of this, you know, there's a beautiful article that highlights all this and yeah, at one point you know, they, uh, the, the lead singer just kind of says like when he eventually got out, which was about three years after, you know, he came out of jail, just being like, everyone's going to remember me, you know, like, I'm going to like, they're going to be like, yo, you're the, you're the lead singer of edge of daybreak. And he came out and of course, you know, three years gone, the fact that there was no way for them to build off the momentum of that song beyond being on the radio, he just kind of came out and, and no one really knew who he was, you know? Mm. Um, yeah really really wild story and, and i think um yeah listen truth like 
bit of, it's kind of a stretch, not really, but listening to this project and, and thinking about the conversations that, you know, are continuing to happen, but like really, really uh, rightfully so, you know, uh, heightened last year, specifically around, you know, prison uh, abolition and, uh, and, you know, like police abolition. Um, I can't help, you know, this album is, is always just kind of a reminder and uh, just it's, it's kept, kept those, those ideas like on my mind when I, when I listen to this album. Um, but yeah, man, that's probably the one that that's sitting with me or sticking with me the most right now. Um, how about you? Wait, so are all the guys still like they have, well, not all of them, the lead singers out, but the other members, do they still have long sentences? I, I don't actually know. I, I think, um, I can't remember actually from what the article, I believe the lead singer is still alive. I think some of them have, have maybe passed. Um, I'm actually not sure. Um, I don't think oh. anyone is, is still incarcerated. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. Okay, you said that, um, was he released three years ago? Oh, I'm so sorry. This is a project that was released um, let me find this for you. This is an album that was released in 1979. Wow. Wow. They, that's kind of amazing in that time period. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. Um, the way that wow. it was put together is really incredible. Um, yeah. Super, super cool. Super, super cool. And it's kind of interesting, you know, oh, because I've been watching a lot of prison content, not on purpose, just like, it would include scenes from movies where they're in prison or uh, documentaries involving people in prison. And man, like I can't even take it anywhere to be able to, to even watch that because mm. prison is just like, I can't wish that on anyone. That's just like not even my absolute worst enemy. It's just, yeah, yeah you're in prison physically, but also mentally mm-hmm. and you're just mm. stuck. There's no rehabilitation. And of course it's low level crimes that we've, um, we've heard of incredibly mm-hmm. low level and you know of course people that are well known commit major crimes and get like a joke of a sentence as well Slap on the wrist, yeah. um, but you know what's interesting is so that can be related to of course Bobby Schmurder mm. and Rowdy Rebel where mm-hmm. not some where both of them put out hits in 2013 computers still goes right. wild like if you yeah. I'm sure once everything is back to normal and he'll be able to tour, he's going to be playing that like every, every show and everybody's going to go crazy. But mm-hmm. um, Bobby Shimura, like he, he might be released next month and look at how the times have changed where seven years and he's still, he's still going to, he's going to be a star, mm-hmm. you know, when he's out. Yeah. Whereas, you know, imagine if that group was making me that, that kind of album in 2010. That's right. You know, 2008. Um very very and sorry what genre is it uh, like funk r&b funk yeah yeah wow so like you know could have been something i mean oh shoot oh, oh sorry it just says my internet connection's unstable you're good <laughs> but um look at yeah look at that music and and uh and how it's started from funk to r&b to are you oh, you're a little shaky but it's cool uh to to rap and how mm-hmm. they're still able to maintain that that popularity it's so cool yeah um, in- incredible that i mean yeah mm-hmm. I, I, 
yeah i i also think like yeah think about if that story you know got circulated on social media right um if <laughs> if social media was around in the in the 80s but super wild super super wild um so yeah and who's listening go check that album out um eyes of love incredible opening track uh to that project um mm-hmm. yeah how about how about you Navik? is there is there one or a few projects that have um have been sticking with you to start the year yeah you know it's not just um music it's definitely tv or yeah tv as well has helped me a lot mm-hmm. you know yeah i'll just touch on the tv like how to with john wilson i think is some of the best oh. tv i've seen in years you know okay where he, he's like about? um i don't know how to say he's a protege of nathan fielder nathan fielder is just an executive producer on a show okay but he's incredible so obviously i knew this is not going to be something simple you know and basic and he basically have you seen the show i haven't i haven't oh yeah so basically he tries to teach you something and go into every type of information or a bit about like he did an episode on scaffolding oh wow but then it starts here but then goes to something you know incredibly deep usually and like the last episode it's incredible. It's on his, um, you know, it's funny. It's on his landlord, but she's an elderly woman and she's like a super nice elderly woman mm. who like gives him food and vegetables and stuff like that. And he says he, he has a vaping problem where <laughs> he is addicted to, um, what do you call them? What are those damn vapes called? Jewels. Jewel. I gotta forget. Jewels, right? <laughs> He's like, even when I'm around her, if I need to vape, I go upstairs to my room, vape real quick, and then let it out and come back, you know, and watch TV with her. It's a very sweet episode mm. if you want to just watch something that's, uh, I guess, feel good. Right. And awesome. not horrible. Right. Because, oh, the great thing about that last episode is um, everything leading up to that was filmed prior to the pandemic. Mm. And then the last episode, half of it went into pandemic. Wow. And it got really dark and... Mm touch on that um so that's great watch industry on hbo you did okay okay i know lots yeah. about it um but i've not watched this this show uh in full so i'd love to know what you think because i i take it you probably know some people maybe you graduated with them uh or, or not maybe it's just people you know who are, are deep in their life correct me if i'm wrong but it essentially it kind of follows like a group of young graduates at a like an investment banking uh firm like they're they're kind of on the floor of like a a, a stock trading business of a hedge fund i don't know what the proper name for that is but yeah is it, that's that's what it's about and just kind of follows the the intensity of their schedules their lives the competition kind of in that world right yeah, no, exactly that. Uh, BBC show that got to deal with HBO and, you know, it's on Crave, it's on all the HBO streaming. Um, but I kind of wish that they got a deal with Netflix because then it'd be more available because I want a lot of people to to see this. Cause, you liked it. Uh, oh, yeah, I definitely, right I definitely liked it a lot. Um, it, yeah, it was, it was done well. There's some very wild scenes, but I also um, found out the creators are just regular guys. That's right. That, you know, they worked in that field for like a couple of years and were terrible at their job and instead wrote this. Yeah. You know, that's right. And it's a, it's a good story to hear. And they're like, you know, early 30s now after pitching and all that. 
and there's some wild moments like you know a guy jizzes onto a mirror and then he eats the the jizz jesus christ um so uh, something that i've never seen on television before wow. i don't think they go there but it's hbo not it's not tv right it's hbo <laughs> okay and now the relatability thing is so i went to ryerson business school um elite, ranked elite, elite, elite. Ra- yeah ranked 972 out of all uh schools in ontario <laughs> and um oh, yeah. so i didn't i dealt with some people that were that serious but nobody to the industry caliber because they're incredibly tough and real mm-hmm. in that show um but i know some people i went to shoe so i want them to tell me if they've experienced that kind of stressful life yeah 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 um because just from the, the clips that I've seen or even just from the trailer, right, they're really trying to highlight the kind of extreme measures people have to go to and <clears throat> taking pills and things like that to stay focused. And, um, yeah. you know, I don't want to spoil too much of the show, but I know things get kind of hectic, um, sometimes fatal, you know, for 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 some of the, the young the young characters. So, yeah, um, yeah I, I, I will say actually just from the little bits that I have seen more than the show, I was actually really compelled by the music. I, I found that the music was really, really yeah. cool. Re- I was really intrigued mm. by that. Um, but yeah, man, I, I can't deny the breaks that I've had. I've watched a little bit of TV. I watched the Mandalorian, um, got, got into that was quite enjoyable. Same thing. Uh, Ludwig Gornson, the music on that, incredible yeah. ludwig has really crushed it the tenant mm-hmm. soundtrack oh my gosh like um talking about like electronic music you know i think um last year i definitely got a little bit more into music making which i'm excited to do more of this year and i think from like listening and thinking about like movie scores especially like that tenant score um it's not one that i listen to religiously or anything like that but periodically i will go back to it just to like just to really listen to the ways that like those synth and electronic sounds were utilized mm. to like really build tension and create incredible drama, you know, um, same thing on, on the Mandalorian, like a lot of great electronic noises used along with some, you know, unique instruments um, and industry as well. A lot of synth use. Um, I also finally watched stranger things uh, and same thing, (laughs) same thing. uh, The synth use. I mean, again, that's like a little bit more uh, thematic in the sense that, you know, uh, the emergence of synth in the, in the eighties, especially was massive. Right. And they're using that again to really kind of paint a picture of the time, but so well done. So, so well done. So yeah, if anything, Mm. uh, while I've been watching the shows and the shows have been interesting, I've really, really taken a, uh, strong liking to the or maybe a focus maybe on like the musical choices made on shows and uh, I've been really happy with what I've listened to so far but I'm kind of curious to know I, I would love to like go into I would love to read up like what shows were given like really bad r- ratings specifically on like the way that their score was put together or just how the music was you yeah because we've talked about before how like the music supervisor for insecure is awesome they're just like mm. they just handpick all of like these really great hip-hop and r&b songs um there's like no original composition on insecure uh and that's like a unique feature that is cool and also really challenging right when it's like you have to pick a song that's already been made to set this mood right mm. 
And they always did. I mean, I think they had someone amazing as a music. It wasn't like, a, it was like one of the greatest R&B artists ever. I'm trying to remember It was Raphael Sadiq for one. Yeah. Yeah. If you get Raphael Sadiq, like it's, it's going to be amazing. Yeah. Yeah, Sort of amazing. Yeah. Um, That kind of guarantees it or quest. Like that's kind of cheap when they go to like Raphael Sadiq or Questlove or something to get, to be the music supervisor. Too easy. Yeah. Yeah, They just have, yeah. Incredible, incredible knowledge. But, Mm. um, but yeah, man, I I definitely want to watch industry. Um, Did you watch succession? you know what? i couldn't get into succession that's the only hbo show i just couldn't like i'm even watching sex in the city right now no way which i'm enjoying okay you know true um it's you know it's so weird that i tell i'll tell a guy yeah i'm watching sex in the city and you know this what comes with it is oh it's a girl show it's a chick show but mm. it's like are women not supposed to be funny you know if you think Talk to about it, it it's Talk just they're it. funny like it's humor Mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. so i'm like why is it so odd because they're not t- saying anything wild yeah you know it's it's stuff that we all we all talk about and are aware of right um yes it was in the early 2000s and there's a lot of problematic stuff like oh, you imagine. know they talk about in that show right um but it's it's cool and yeah i'm on that but i yeah i'm gonna force myself into succession eventually no no, no. I know don't, don't don't force yourself <laughs> Don't do I got it. That's what H. That's what the H does, you know. That's what the, the H. H. <laughs> it's the H, you know. H. Oh my gosh, um, we've uh, we've pretty much okay. come to the uh, the end of this episode here, but um, but hey, this is gonna be the first of many for this year. We're we're getting back on track. We're excited to you know get some get some guests who you know we've always wanted to have on or some folks that we maybe have learned about recently um but listen man thanks thanks for joining me here thanks for getting getting things back on track um any parting words for uh for the listeners out there oh yeah r.i.b mf doom r.i.b mf doom that was that like that's so it's it's great that not that he passed of course but that you know, his family was, was able to keep it private because he passed in October mm-hmm. and no, and nobody knew, you know, yeah. it's, it's, uh, it's such an, uh, I mean, it's definitely some, his fashion, like it totally makes sense, mm. you know, for being that mysterious, but I, I just have to give it to him because it was always the music. It was always the art. Right. It was never, it was never the appearance, which is, you know, of course the mask. And it even it obviously is uh, is passing did bring me back to how we came into into music in the early '90s, being like pretty much a boom bap right. rapper, and then obviously going through his brother's passing and taking a long break yeah. from music and coming back as this like like well like machine, like yeah. coming back as like a well organized already prepped yeah machine like as if somebody that had been rapping in that flow for like seven years Mm -hmm. came in and then you know obviously he just did something that made rap more interesting to people who maybe weren't interested at the time like he's one of the one of the first i think i've not one of the first but maybe i want to say i got into him in like early high school maybe even late middle school wow 
and it just being like it was way different than what we, we were hearing at the time because mm-hmm. you know? what i had been used to is like 50 yep. and hurricane chris you know <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> uh, that was it and then hear a guy say so many interesting rhymes in like mm. one sentence yeah that's right so, yeah you gotta you gotta give it up to that man yeah yeah i think yeah i i don't know if i can fully speak on it particularly because i think my uh relationship to mf doom's music really only kind of start began maybe only a couple of years back you know um i don't think i got into it in the same way that a, a lot of people that i know you know including you really did you know in the way that it was pivotal uh towards like the way you understood or appreciated hip-hop um but you know as it happens quite often you know you you reflect and you start listening to someone's music uh and thinking about them and their impact uh, post-mortem and uh that's very much been the case for me i've um admittedly you know have like have played mad villainy on 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 loop a fair bit um listening to it in sequence and out of sequence just to just to yeah to really take in and uh, of course my mind will always immediately tend more towards the production and um i think it was like a no-brainer that you know mad libs production was going to be incredible but um i've really tried to with mad villainy especially just take in the bars and really try and just uh embrace the flow because it's ms flow is like yeah it's ever-changing um rarely on beat and that's like intentional and uh yeah yeah so much to say about it and i'm hopeful to kind of keep enjoying it keep learning about it as the as the year passes um but definitely r.i.p r.i.p mf doom yeah that's i think that's a great way to Tend off for a yearly episode. I really yearly episode. Yeah, man. See you in 12 months. Uh, <laughs> thanks yeah. a lot for, for listening. Uh, as always, you know, this episode's available wherever you listen to your goddamn podcasts. Um, hope you enjoy. And uh, we'll see you in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> Take care. Uh, bye bye. Yeah. See ya. Summer nights can even turn cold. And the streets are filly when niggas don't even get to turn old. My heart's pumping to a turn gold. You niggas stuck in neutral, I'm riding like fuck it, it's a long road. Shit, I'm the one, I'm like the lost soul. In the middle of heaven and hell, see nigga, only God knows. When your time gon' come and your eyes roll straight to the back, then you see it all black. That Mac go ring and that nine go clap. Let that murder, murder music to rewind you back. Put that Ruger all up to you, watch your